Culture Proof is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. If you've come to homeschooling or you're thinking of homeschooling to preserve a solid biblical worldview in your children, you should consider the curriculum we trust to help with biblical worldview formation. BJU Press Homeschool is here for you and with you as you center Christ in the education of your kids. Visit our friends today at BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com, the premier sponsor of the Culture Proof Podcast. Thanks for listening to Culture Proof. I'm Nikki. And I'm Will. And today we are talking about marriage. We are actually celebrating 19 years of marriage today. And, you know, whenever you think about celebrating 19 years, you've got to think of like every day (laughs) for those 19 years. Right. Right. Yeah. A day, the days make up those years. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's experience. It's life, life lived. You know, it's uh, different things that happen, ups and downs and, and going through things. And man, 19 years. Praise God. Amen. I am. I'm so grateful. I I think back to um, within the first year of marriage and we had a lot of people saying to us. um, So we got married December 4th, 2004. Some people already did the math. But just to say for those who like just are allergic to math, I just will tell you (laughs) like me. Um, But, well, (laughs) you know, I was I was thinking back to the first year and um, we had so many people say to us, oh, my goodness, this is great. You guys are in the first year of marriage. And um there was so much cuteness around that. But I remember even in that first year thinking, yes, but I can't wait until we get to the place where we just know one another. You know, I felt like in that first year, we were still trying to learn each other mm-hmm. and we were, I was easily offended. I feel like maybe in some instances you were, mm-hmm. but I've learned to let you say that for yourself because <laughs> in some then it's an know, acknowledgement you know, and not yeah. an accusation. Right. Yeah, right. Um, but I remember just thinking, I don't know him. Mm-hmm. And I, even though we were in ministry together and we had observed one another's lives and, you know, I had a great deal of respect for you and still do. I, I felt like once we were married, it was a different Ball yeah, game. you don't really know until you know, and you know that time comes when you are married. Like yeah. so, before yes, you can gauge uh, a great bit. You know, God can give you insight into things, and you learn things about you know the other person. But until you are in those that, those close uh, quarters and proximity, man, you don't. There's some things that you don't know. Mm. And man, praise God for the refining work of marriage. It's sanctifying. You know, it helps us to be better people. Mm-hmm. You know, I've said this many times in public that I'm better because of being uh, married to Miki, that I'm, I'm a different man. You know, man, not per- far from perfect, but there's certain things that I think we see about ourselves uh, in light of being married. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, man, I didn't know I had that problem or I didn't know this or that. And it's something to take to the Lord and say, God, would you help me with this? It's a a refining work and it makes us better. And the same for me. I'm a better woman because of being married to you. And I think what we are acknowledging and what we recognize that happens in marriage is that there is a sanctification process that you go through that makes you different. It makes you better. Um, And I'm not just talking about change like, you know, 
oh, looking back, I'm, I'm, I'm truly talking about a setting apart process that the Lord brings us through mm. uh, in marriage that conforms us more um, to the image and likeness of Christ. Brings and, about I mean, holiness in our lives. It really, really does. And so it's a different level. Like I can say, you know, I am... I can say I'm, I have more experience in life in the 19 years because of being married to you. Yeah. Um, the invitation from you to come and to do ministry with you. Okay, yeah, that has changed me. But there is a spiritual component to that that is completely, I think, sometimes unacknowledged You know, <laughs> in our marriages that the Lord uses marriage to really shape us and to call us to a higher level of holiness. Now, we're not forced. Mm-hmm to experience that. We mm-hmm. are invited to experience that. Yes. And one of the things we want to talk about today is the great resistance to what God wants to do in and through marriage yes. to bring about that holiness that we don't recognize. And so because we don't recognize it, the enemy often steps into that vacuum and wreaks havoc on our marriages. And so we want to yeah. talk about that today. Yeah, marriage is definitely a spiritual uh, endeavor. You know, it consists of the man, the woman, and God. Yeah. Like, that. that's... it's. And the enemy hates marriage. Yes. And so I, you know, I wanted to be careful in how I talked about this because like we were thinking about, okay, the unacknowledged influence in marriage. So we've got the cord of three strands, but what we don't often think about is that the enemy is sort of like right outside the rope, you know, <laughs> looking for a weakness mm. in, in the two strands. Mm. Okay. Um, and, and I think once we acknowledge wow. that there is a real enemy, who wants our marriages, then we fight better. We fight differently. Um, We know in Ephesians 6, the Bible teaches us that, um, that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Right. But we don't often apply that reality to our marriages. Yeah. Um, I know I don't. You know, I think about like when we have had disagreements over the years, it didn't seem like the enemy was involved in that. Right. It just seemed like me. (laughs) <laughs> you know, you, you have said so, and, um. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's the thing, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to know the scriptures and understand them, you know, in a mental capacity or whatever. But, um, when we're in the heat of the moment yeah. to be able to recall those things, that's another thing. And this is one of the areas where the enemy really try to tries to trip us up yes. and cause us to believe that our spouse is our enemy mm-hmm. when he is the enemy. So the thing is, we lock arms as husband and wife and we fight him. Yes. You know, yes. not in a, a natural sense, but no. in a spiritual sense through number one, recognizing where the, the attack has come from. Mm-hmm. I think once you recognize where that attack has come from, then you're able to fight properly yes. because your, your sights are set on the real enemy. Mm-hmm. It's not on your wife. It's not on your husband. But it's like, Hey, together, let's look that yeah. he's right. He's, he's right there. Yeah. And then when you're able to say that you're able to like, bring it back, bring the emotions back and understand like, man, this is spiritual warfare. Let's lock hands and let's pray. Mm, Yeah, absolutely, man. Because until you recognize that that unacknowledged influence is at work, you fight against one another. Yeah. You, you argue with one another, you are angry with one another. Right. But then when the Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit allows you um, and the Lord wants us to to recognize that the enemy is at work mm. and trying to wreak havoc on our marriages. Once we recognize that, then we fight more effectively. We recognize that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So mm. when we say, then we turn and, and we war against the enemy, this means prayer. The very first step I would say is that you acknowledge that the enemy is at work. And so right. what I want to do is I want to spend some time talking about the ways that 
the unacknowledged influence mm. in our marriage wreaks havoc um, are subtle ways that feel very real. They mm. feel very real. And so Will the Great and mm. I have observed a lot of um, failures in marriages around us. Yeah. And it's really, man, it really breaks our heart. You know, there are yeah. people that we've been in ministry with. There are people that we, you know, kind of looked up to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't know. I just, um, yeah. anyway, but we know that the enemy obviously was at work in this, that he obviously wanted to bring destruction. Right. Um, so before we start to look at the practical ways that we can recognize the attacks of the enemy in our marriage, trying to stop the longevity of it, trying to mute um, the the loudness of its reflection, right? Mm. Because like our marriages are a picture of Christ and the church. Mm. And we have to understand that, yes, the enemy is attacking us in real time, mm. but there is an eternal aim in yes. mind, right? Um, before we do that, though, I want to talk about the reality that the Lord has um, entrusted a picture of Christ in the church mm-hmm. to us. Yeah. I mean, Amen. This is not something to be taken lightly. And I know it can feel like, well, you know, I'm doing all I can to just navigate what I feel. Mm -hmm. And now you're telling me to carry the burden of the ministry of marriage. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Yeah. And the thing is, I think... Um, when we understand, you know, the spiritual nature of all all of that, even how our our uh, personal devotion uh, to the Lord, and I mean on an individual basis, uh, it affects our marriage as well. So, like when times of strain come, you know, if we haven't been uh, uh, in in the vine, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> abiding in the vine, then that shows, you know, when those when those stressful situations come, how we handle each other. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of it has to do with our relationship with God on an individual level. That's right. You know, so if I'm uh, sleeping at the wheel, <laughs> you know, concerning my spiritual uh, uh, relationship with the Lord, and and you know, not uh, devoted to Him in the ways that I know I should be, it it it, it comes out in every part of my my life. That's you right. You know, and so some of the the marriage problems stem from that's not a, even a devotion to the Lord on an individual basis and that bleeds over into like your marriage will not be strong unless the unless the Lord is at the center of it but but yeah to 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 talk about what you were saying you know like man it's a picture of Christ and the church that's one reason why the enemy hates so much because when all these marriages you know it 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 says to him like man God is on the throne mm-hmm. and he's given through his church a picture, you know, of how it's supposed to look. So he's trying to mar it. Yeah. He's trying to like distort it. You can see it in our culture, you know, in our culture, you can see how things or even laws being passed to make it something that is not mm-hmm. how it's being talked about. Man, that's all uh, from the enemy. Yeah. Look, I, I think about often how when Jesus goes and he raises Lazarus from the dead mm. and you've got all of these religious leaders who are observing this miracle that has been performed, right? That you got this man who was clearly dead, right. who comes out of the grave, still in grave clothes, okay? <laughs> and he is walking around. And the Bible like shows us that this was an aggravation. And mm. so 
these persecutors of the Lord um, were like, kill Lazarus. Right. Like they're like, get rid of any public representation mm. that mm. Christ is, right? Get rid of any confirmation that what he says wow. is true. Get rid of, of the miracle. Get rid of the miracle. <laughs> and so I think about that in the context of our marriages. Like our marriages are public examples of God's promise, right? Yes. They are public examples of what God creates this um this covenant relationship with us where you you know we it it really doesn't make sense that you've got two people who become one right yes. they become one and so you've got this um this represented in our marriages and i really do believe that the enemy says kill it mm. kill it this is a public representation of god's covenant to people who don't deserve it they don't they don't need to know that mm. he loves them mm. you know they don't need to know that he's committed to them um this is a picture of christ in the church that right. we are the bride of christ that there is a commitment of the lord to us and i think the enemy says kill it and one of the ways that he wants to kill marriages is that we would have just rampant divorce you know yeah. that we would we would not recognize that there is an influence in the things that ultimately seek to divide us, right? Mm. That it's not just us. And I've been guilty of this. I think about the different disagreements that we've had mm. over the years. And to the point that you were just talking about, man, it is so true. When you are not walking in the spirit of God, when you're not praying, when you're not reading God's word, indeed, you are way more susceptible to those yeah. attacks than yeah. If you were, you know, steeped in God's word and recognizing your enemy, the enemy um, is a master at going undetected. Mm. Right. Because if he were to be immediately detected, mm -hmm. we would stand against him in the ways that we are instructed to stand in scripture. Yeah. Instead, what happens is he is undetected. And so we fight in the flesh, which often means we fight each other. It means we are angry with each other and not recognizing that the enemy is absolutely instituting a lot of the friction, mm -hmm. a lot of the lack of understanding, a lot of the miscommunication. And I think for some people that just seems overly spiritual. I think people hear yeah. that and they're like, no, he needs to, no, <laughs> she needs right, to. Right. And maybe there is some of that. Right. Maybe there is some, right. you know, she needs to, and he needs to. Mm -hmm. But I think what we have to acknowledge is that there is an influence over our marriages that we don't acknowledge. And we do that to our own detriment. Yeah, and one of the beautiful things about it is, you know, in the marital relationship, there's two. Mm -hmm. And so when there may be a point where one is kind of down, is not, you know, really up for the fight at the moment, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's on the other one to say, okay, look, we see what's happening. Let's, mm -hmm. man, the enemy is trying to come in and to lock on. See, the thing he, he tries to do is to get you fighting against each other. Oh, my goodness. So you can't, like, it's breaking up the team. Yep. The unit, the you know, the, the covenant keepers that God has put together, you know. And so he's trying to get any little loophole, any hole that he can mm. get into, yes. you know, to, to, to break that up. Because it's, it's so it's so awesome that it's two. Even when Jesus sent out his disciples, it was two by two. Yeah. There's something in having that unity and the enemy tries to come in and distort that and break that up. Then he can have a field day. You know, then you start want to play on our minds and our emotions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if, if we're not intact, if somebody, if one of us are, are not like at the right 
uh, spot and place to say, okay, man, let's pull this back. Let, let's recognize. And then, man, it, it, it becomes something that it shouldn't have become, you know. Yeah. And so we, we really have to be uh, vigilant. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not ignorant concerning the enemy schemes and his devices and his tricks. And we have to uh, really look at the word of God, see what the word of God says, how to fight the enemy, you know, how to how this battle is won because Jesus gave us the blueprint. It's the straight edge of scripture. That's exactly right. In Ephesians chapter six, verse 10, the Bible reads this way. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might, Mm -hmm. put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil, firm against the schemes Mm -hmm. of the devil, the plotting of the devil, Mm -hmm. the, the, the modes of the devil, the methods of the devil, the ways in which he seeks to destroy, right? right? Which think about it. Like if somebody says, um, if somebody says, oh, he was scheming, hmm. well, that's something that's not going to be done openly, yeah. right? Like that right. means that is something that is right. happening behind the scenes. Somebody is working on something that at the right moment they want to spring it on a person, mm. right? And so think of our common enemy and also think about what this looks like in marriage, that mm. the enemy has schemes that he works for the destruction of marriage. And he is doing that oh, not just so that he will mess you up, but because he wants to mar the reflection of God's grace in the earth. Mm -hmm. He wants to mar the reflection of God's covenant with his people, that Mm -hmm. the Lord is a covenant keeping God, Mm -hmm. right? That he makes promises that he does not break. And so our marriages are a reflection of that. So when the enemy is at work, he's not just at work Mm. to to mess up your marriage Mm -hmm. and your children's lives. Mm -hmm. Like that's not just the aim. The aim is also to say God is not good. Mm. it's to say that God does not keep his promises, right? right? Right. Think about this incredible task that we have received as those who enter into a covenant with one another, that it's a reflection of Christ in the church. And I'll just continue here. Mm -hmm. Um, Verse 12 says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. This is Ephesians chapter six. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this (laughs) darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Mm -hmm. And I want to pause there for a second, because what I'd love to do is I'd love for us to just kind of... um, Take a few moments mm-hmm. to explore the ways that the schemes of the enemy are reflected in our marriages, mm-hmm. the ways that the enemy weakens us and the ways that the enemy manipulates us. And I'll just go first, okay. because I think it's so important to to recognize this Um in our marriage, I would say that the enemy has been a whisperer in my ear, mm. right? Mm-hmm. The enemy has told me that I could not trust your motives. So if I'm offended, if you say something mm-hmm. and I'm offended, rather than listening to you when you would say, no, that's not what I meant. So here's where the scheme is, right? No, this is what he meant. Mm. You know exactly what he meant. Mm. And then connecting this, this goes back to this. And then, and now, so in my mind, building this entire case, this entire case about what just happened in one line. Mm -hmm. Now I know, let me just say, I know I just use that as an example. And I know that I'm the only one who's ever experienced (laughs) that. So you guys just bear with me and my weaknesses. (laughs) But what I want to say is that that's the enemy at work. That when you start to just sit and almost kind of ruminating, like thinking Mm -hmm. through over and over 
and allowing your thoughts to just run rampant um, apart from God's word. In other words, not taking every thought captive and Mm. making it obedient Mm. to the knowledge of Christ, but Mm. just thinking on the things that feel good to the flesh. This is that unacknowledged influence at work. Mm. This is a scheme of Satan. Yeah. Another scheme I believe is, well, on my part is, well, two things. One he likes he likes to plays on our insecurities, mm. you know, things that we may have brought into the marriage, that things that have not been addressed or things that have been struggles, and and seize upon those things to to uh, cause there to be friction within the marriage yeah. because you know those things have to be addressed. So there, if there are insecurities, you know, that you may hold, and and man, he tries to seize upon those mm-hmm. things to cause there to be division between you and your spouse. Also, the feeling of feeling like. Man, um, I'm not respected. You mm. know, uh, those feelings of, man, um, she said that because she don't respect me. Mm-hmm. Or she did this because she, she does not respect me. You know, and I think in, in those moments, because there's a lot of uh, um, maybe miscommunication and misunderstanding, we have to always think the best. Yeah. You know, yeah. like the scripture tells us to hope for the best, like hope for those things that are good, like not not think automatically negatively That's about what was going on. Because after you talk about it, you get an understanding. You're like, that's not what was happening yeah. at all. Yeah, that, the enemy was trying to come in and make me think, try to try to cause me to think certain thoughts, you mm, know. That's so good. Um, and, and so when you shine the light on that, you see like, man, this was another trick and scheme, yeah. you know. Man, then it's like, okay, Lord, help me the next time not to fall for this trick. Yeah. Yeah, man, you know? it's so good. It, what I'm I'm hearing and what has been true for us in marriage is that when we acknowledge the unacknowledged influence, mm-hmm. it actually takes work on both parts, right? So yes. it is coming to terms and saying, okay, that's not what I perceived. Mm-hmm. But it's also so like in the moments where I do something or I say something and you feel disrespected mm-hmm. and it seems sort of like a blanket disrespect. It's like, see, it's in this moment. Because here's the reality. There are moments in marriage where we may do something or say something that is disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Like we have to acknowledge that. Yeah. Like, look, if I'm if I'm guilty, and this used to be a huge habit of mine, I feel like, and you can tell me here publicly now, because there's <laughs> nothing like public shaming to help discipline. Um, but I feel like early on, I would commit us to things just over and over and over again, mm-hmm. um, not acknowledging that you have an opinion about that. I just felt like, well, this is good. Like we should mm-hmm. do this. And so you're not going to have a problem with that. Or I thought, well, yeah, it's just a good idea. Like, mm-hmm. and of course my ideas are good ideas. So mm-hmm. you're going to, and I would do that often, man, it would cause so much friction. Um, you saying, why didn't you ask me first? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say this rightly, seeing that as disrespectful. Mm -hmm. It is a lack of respect for your opinion. It's a lack of respect for your feelings. So there are two things, right? One, I genuinely have to work harder to show the respect that I feel, Mm -hmm. right? And not not to abuse the liberty and the freedom and the trust that I have in marriage. So that really is work that has to go into it on my part. But then two, there's work on your part not to apply that moment of Mm. disrespect to then be something that characterizes all of the marriage. Right. That it's like, so so what, what you don't want is she is a disrespectful wife, mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. blank, versus in this moment I felt disrespected. Yeah. yeah. And the same with me as far as love goes, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. No, definitely true. You know, and I think, man, that's one of the refining things of marriage over time. You, you can look back and like, man, praise God, I'm much better at this, you yeah. know, because when you look back and see, that's the thing. A lot of times we give up before we get, we can be changed. Oh, you know, because oh it, my it, goodness. Stay it, there for a little bit. <laughs> we give so up hard. before we can be changed. Yes. Like, oh yes. my goodness. Then the enemy hmm. constantly applies pressure and say like, see, they will never get it. See, they will oh. never get it. Keep doing it over and over again, you know, and change might be right the next moment but it's like okay i quit <laughs> you know and he'll try to get you get us to quit yeah you know before change can really happen yeah and yeah. so man the, the patience that is needed the long suffering that is needed and when you think about it that was applied to our lives by the lord oh, he's been so, so patient good. with yeah. us so long suffering how many times have we messed up mm-hmm. over and over again with the same thing yeah and the lord's like i forgive you I forgive you. Mm. I forgive you, and show mm-hmm. and show mercy and grace. And so those those things, man, like in our marriage, that's that's one of the pictures that we can get of Christ in the church. Amen. Man, the church is not uh, uh, perfect in the sense of we never mess up. That's right. But man, Christ <laughs> is here. dedicated to us. Yeah. So much so, He gave His life for His bride. Mm-hmm. You know. And so it's the same way with us in our marriages. As the church, we should show the world what it means to be married. What 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 it means to keep a covenant. Yeah. What it means. To to, to truly believe in this thing, yeah. not be uh, at the same time leading in divorces and things like that, you know, no fault divorces mm-hmm. and, you know, all the stuff that we deal with. And so we got to really, uh, I, I believe, ramp it up in our commitment to one another and to God as it pertains to marriage. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I, I think about this, you know, what we see even in Israel, a nation that the Lord rescued from another nation, you know, you you read through the Old Testament um, Deuteronomy, right? Like how the Lord reminds Israel of what he's done for them and how he brought them into nations where he secured them within those borders and within those boundaries. And I think about in terms of marriage, how, man, the Lord shows the good, the bad, and the ugly with this nation that mm, he has separated right. unto himself. Yeah. And so I think in the context of marriage, sometimes like when we, you're talking about like displaying what God has done, um, being a public representation, that does not mean that we always have to present this perfection. Right. 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 Like the Lord has united two imperfect people mm-hmm. to present a perfect message, which mm. is incredible. Wow. Right. When you think yeah. about it, like we, we are tasked with, presenting a perfect message. Um, and we do that imperfectly. There must be grace for that. There must Amen. be, um, there must be charity in that as, as we walk in those ways, one of the things, and, and I want to get you to talk to this, you know, I feel like we have two different extremes in marriage. You've got the people who just always want to put their business on front street. And yeah. it's like, you know, well, he and she, and and so <laughs> there's this, like, I'm just keeping it real, but really just exposing one another and mm. not loving and not covering one another. But then you've got the other extreme, I believe where it is. Oh, nope. Never had that mm-hmm, problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, nope. Never. Oh, we are just, we don't argue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that, that, that is true for you, but I got to say it, it would appear to me that there would be somebody just pushing something down Yeah, because you've got two imperfect people who have thoughts, who have feelings, who have emotions that have to be wrestled with. Yeah. Yeah. I think you do have those two extremes, you know, and then you have to employ like wisdom, you know, there should be some, maybe uh, if you're, so if me as a man, 
there should be someone I'm able to go to and say, hey, man, can you pray with me? Can we link together concerning marital issues or things like that or mm. or, or, or any other issue? You know, accountability, uh, someone who will understand and listen and not uh, 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 give me a pass and not judge certain things, but just say like, man, let's pray. Mm-hmm. Let's pray. You know, I hear you. And um, I think we need those type of uh, relationships in marriage. Uh, that's why we have the extended body of Christ as well. Amen. And so if we're putting up this persona that our marriage is perfect and mm-hmm. no one has to know, not supposed to know anything about what's going on, we only hurt ourselves yeah. because those things, when we know that's not true and, and there's like so much going on in our homes, mm-hmm. but we don't want anyone to know we hurt ourselves and, but the body of Christ is there for us. Yeah. And so you have to be wise in who you share with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody can't handle that. No. And they, they may, be the ones that would gossip and things like that. So you got to really pray and ask the Lord, like, who are those people? Who is that person? But we should have those people. Yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking even as you're talking, so we and our family, we have children who have struggled with asthma. Mm -hmm. And um, it's amazing how we can almost tell when it's getting bad and we can make a choice, we can think, oh, it's just going to fix itself. Like when they start to (laughs) sort of like the precursors to an asthma attack. Right. Right. Um, So in some of our kids, they're running through the house and it's like athletic induced or exercise induced asthma attacks or whatever you call it. Um, They're running through the house. They're playing with one another. For some of them, they just, they're laughing and they get caught up and they're just having (laughs) such a grand time that, you know, Oh, wait a minute. I've been here before. Right. And so we will step in and some of them need to have a breathing treatment. Sometimes they need a rescue inhaler and it's before they get into the actual attack. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so mm-hmm. we've got kids that it may start with a cough that we hear and it's, it's a familiar type of cough. Mm-hmm. We know if we ignore it, we know where it's going. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. For others, it's like a, a breathing change. That's like, mm, mm-hmm. we can't ignore this. Right. So let's deal with this right now. Why do I use this as an illustration? Because far too often in our marriages, what happens is when we do reach out and you're talking about accountability and talking about having people that we can talk to, when we do reach out, it's we've ignored all of the precursors. We've ignored all of the signs that said, hey, we're headed toward a problem. Mm. We're headed toward a problem. We thought, well, it'll just fix itself. Mm. I don't need to talk to anybody about this. I don't need to pray about this. I don't I don't need to confess my shortcomings in this. And then what happens is what could have been stopped if you would, you know, maybe jump on it ahead of time is now an emergency room visit. Wow. Wow! And so that happens in our marriages. We need each other in the body of Christ. We need to be able to say, hey, can we get together? Like maybe there's an older, wiser couple. Mm -hmm. And when I say wise, I don't mean wise by default of age. Right. I mean, wise because of walking with the Lord, you know, their track record, you're living life with them. Right. right? Um, And they can help you. There needs to be a couple that you have that you say, hey, can we grab, grab a meal together? Mm. Hey, can we come over and have coffee? Um, we, we're just having a tough time right now. We just need someone we can sit down and talk with. Because sometimes, and tell me if you felt this way, mm-hmm. sometimes it's a blessing just to even hear that you're, that you're normal. That, oh, wait, yeah. you guys experienced that too? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a blessing to hear that. And it encourages you that, man, it's, it's not beyond repair. Mm-hmm. You know, that this is something that may be normal. Yes. You know, and not that you can just sink into whatever it is and say like, oh, well, they're like that. So we can... 
No, but there's an uh, encouragement that, hey, we've dealt with that. And so this is what we've done. You know, you guys can will deal with it as well. Yes. It's definitely encouraging. And that's another piece of the body of Christ. We mm-hmm. mutually encourage one another. Yeah, absolutely. So as we look back on 19 years of marriage, I think all this week we'll be talking about marriage and, and talking about how important it is um, to to be trustworthy Mm. with what God has entrusted to us, right? So our marriages have been entrusted to us as a picture of Christ in the church. It's not a small thing. I mean, if you look in Ephesians chapter six and kind of read through that, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's amazing that we've got these family relationships that are, that are pointed out here. Um, In Ephesians chapter five, Uh, you've got the picture Mm -hmm. of Christ in the church that is expressly stated but then as the progression continues, we are then reminded or we are then taught <laughs> that, man, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. Wow. So as we seek to honor the Lord in all of these familial institutions and in marriage and family and how we honor those that we labor among, um, all of these things come under attack by the enemy right. because they are a threat to the reflection of the holiness of God in mm. our culture. Amen. Amen. And so with our marriages, man, we need to lay them before the Lord. We need to fight together against the common enemy understand that our enemy is not our spouse mm-hmm. you know and and really dig into to what god has said about marriage because it's a picture of christ in the church amen amen Hey, if this um, podcast is a blessing to you, would you share it with a friend? Would you encourage a friend? If you know someone who maybe is struggling uh, in marriage in particular, would you share, uh, I guess, the series of these podcast episodes? Mm -hmm. I think that we can do much more than we've been doing as far as it pertains to marriage. Let's encourage one another. Also want to encourage you to connect with us at cultureproof.net. You can join our mailing list to learn about, uh, we've got an upcoming conference in July of 2024. That's right. It's the Culture Proof Conference. The mm-hmm. theme is resist. Resist. In every way resist and on all fronts, we <laughs> want to resist him. The Bible tells us that when we do, he flees. And so you mm. can learn more about that by going to cultureproof.net. Also, would you please rate the podcast? Um, leave a comment if it's a blessing to you, if it's an encouragement to you, wherever you listen to your podcast, if you can rate it, if you can leave a comment, do that. That helps us to grow Culture Proof. Um, when we resist those cultural trends that rival the truth, we remain culture proof until next time lord willing god bless